helping people cope with and overcome life's challenges. This is Life Transformations with Michael Hart, Canadian Certified Counselor and Award-Winning Psychotherapist. Thank you for joining us in this episode of the Life Transformation Radio Show. This is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services. And with me in studio today, as usual, is the wonderful Melissa Wagot. Melissa, welcome and thank you for being here with us on the show again today. You're so very welcome, Michael. I'm so happy to be back with you in studio today. As usual, we have an interesting show lined up. I'm so excited about this topic because I think it's a very, very important, it's, it is at the heart of couples' relationship. And we are speaking of communication, and that's, I think, a problem area in a lot of relationships. And today we are going to be talking about understanding communication challenges. And much of what we are going to be talking about today is from a book by Julia Woods that's called Gendered Lives, Communication, Gender, and Culture. And we are going to be looking at some of the common trouble areas in relationships, in male-female relationships, marital relationships, and what to do about it. And it's really exciting. Michael and I, before the show, we're talking about our own relationships. We're going to probably give you a little insight into our own lives as well, working through some of these things, because sometimes we're communicating with our partner and we're not even sure why it's not working. Yes. But if we understood some of these gender differences, we may get a different perspective of why our message isn't being received, how we think it should be, right? Absolutely, because I think a lot of what we expect in relationships or what we see as problem areas, if we were to have a better understanding as to what is transpiring, as to what is taking place, we might look at the situation a little bit differently. We might be a little bit more tolerant. We might be a a little bit more compassionate to the other person uh, instead of looking at them as being deliberately trying to hurt us in the way that they're communicating with us. And so as we said, we're going to be looking a lot about gender differences between men and women. And I think off the top, it's probably important for us to say that these are general, general, generalities, pardon me, that some people may fall to one extreme or the other, but a lot of people may live in the middle. Is that not correct? Absolutely. Yes. We are, we're not saying that every single male is like this or every single female acts the way that we're uh, talking about here, but we are talking about generalities. We are talking about the majority. And of course, in with every rule, there is an exception. And so in this book, what did uh, Julia Woods come up with as the accounting for these differences between genders and how we speak to each other as men and women in relationships? I think she hits on a very important point and one that as a psychotherapist I I have been aware of for a long time and that is that the formative years of our lives plays a very big role in how we interact with others as adults. And so uh, Julia Woods talks about uh, the fact that boys and girls are, are cultured differently. In in the the early school years, in elementary school, even the grade ones and twos, and even kindergarten, boys are ridiculed if they act like girls. If they cry, they are told that they're acting like a girl or they're acting like a baby. And so boys very quickly learn that they're not supposed to show emotion. So they are cultured to be competitive, to seem tough to be aggressive, 
to be successful, whereas girls, on the other hand, are cultured. It's okay to show your emotions. It's okay to be sensitive, to be nurturing, to be caring. And there is a big emphasis that is placed on the way girls look. And so is this something that's being consciously done or is this sort of subconsciously happening around children? And are we as adults doing this without even realizing it sometimes? I think we're doing it most of the time without even realizing what is going on. It's like we're operating on autopilot. It's how we were raised. It's how the culture has behaved for thousands of years. And so these are very deep-rooted instincts that that we have. And these uh, these attitudes towards emotions... Uh, that is taught very earlier on in life, ends up creating a lot of problems in adult male-female relationships. And so can we do things at this young age to help prevent some of the challenges later on, to augment some of those messages a little bit? Absolutely. I think as parents, we have a tremendous capacity to influence. And as parents, we should be very conscious of how we talk to our children, and especially young boys. Like if a, if your son cries and you say to him, don't act like a girl or don't be a baby, then you're sending a very strong message that don't, it's wrong for you to show your emotions. So what is going to happen to a boy who is told that repeatedly is that he's going to grow up learning that it's better to conceal how you feel. If we uh, suppress uh, or prevent girls from showing their emotions, if a girl becomes angry and you say, uh, a girl doesn't act like that, why don't you be a lady? You're not acting properly by becoming angry, then that girl is also learning that anger is not something, is not a welcomed emotion. And what the studies are showing is that a lot of depression in women, especially in relationships or as a a result of relationship, is because of suppressed anger, anger that is internalized and not be allowed to express, and it results in, in depression. So now that we know why we're speaking a little bit differently in terms of how we were raised as children and some of the cultures, um, cultural differences between how boys are spoken to when they're young and girls are um, spoken to when they're young, what did uh, Miss Wood identify as trouble areas that come as a result of some of these communication differences in our relationships? One of the, the first trouble area that comes to mind is the showing of support. And she talks about how male and female show support differently and also want to receive support differently. So men tend to show support in ways that make women feel that their feelings are being, are being dismissed. So when, when a woman shows support by asking, on the other hand, when a woman shows support by asking about a man's feelings or by crying, it makes a man feels powerless. So that's not the kind of support that we are looking from each other in a relationship. A male is looking for something totally different than what a female is looking from, and they're expecting to receive two totally different things from each other. So this this creates a lot of 
confusion, a lot of hurt feelings, and a lot of problems in relationships. So what would a conversation between a couple experiencing this look like? Someone's come to your office and they have a challenge going on and they're showing some of these signs. What would their typical conversation look like? It may be something about a problem area at work where a woman comes home and she's saying, you know, I had a terrible day at work today. And she started talking about that terrible day. And instead of showing empathy, the male being a culture to be aggressive might becomes angry at at her supervisor and wants to go to, you know threatens to go by the office and to tell the supervisor off whereas that that is not what she is looking for she sees that she will be saying something like that is why i don't like to tell him what's going on because i feel, and i feel alone in this relationship i feel as if i can't share my feelings because i share my feelings and instead of getting what i am looking for which for most women in this case is not what men expect women are looking for empathy and sympathy in this situation. They're not looking for you to be this macho maniac that is going to go down to the office and be aggressive and uh, create more more problems by, by being aggressive. Really, we just want that. Honey, it sounds like you had a really tough day. That must have felt really awful. But I'm it, here for you. That's really all you want, right? Yes, but for so to a man that doesn't solve the problem, no, right? Exactly. So, so he's looking at a way to solve the problem. So he's thinking of what can I do to solve this problem that is being created. And I think it's so neat that point where it says that people want to and receive the support differently. That's so key because, as you say, that instinct of the man to fix the problem or to become aggressive is the counter to what the woman wants. So you are sometimes speaking in different languages, both in what you're expressing and what the other person is giving you in in return. What other trouble areas did uh, Julia Wood identify in her book? I think this is one of the most feared area for most men. (laughs) And this is when, you know, a wife says, how do we need to talk? And you know that there is something wrong. So the other uh, area is the the trouble talk. When there there is some trouble in the relationship or in general that needs to be needs to be discussed and so this becomes a a big big problem area and so you say this is the the point where men fear that honey we need to have that conversation why is it such a fearful thing for men and what is the challenge in terms of how women are uh, communicating it and also in terms of how the men are communicating back that drive us ladies nuts because it goes both ways. We're frustrating each other in this process. Yes, and I think some of it has to do with what we talked about before, that they're looking for different things, but also that we enter into trouble talk with different intentions, right? A woman enters into trouble talk uh, looking for to know that her partner cares and that he's attentive and that he's in tune with her emotions. Whereas a man enters into trouble talk thinking there is a problem that needs to be fixed and I want to see how I can fix that problem. So, for example, a wife might come to her husband and say, 
I was totally hurt by the way my mother behaved in this over this Christmas holiday. She took over all the preparations and I and made me feel as if I was useless and redundant. And to that, the the husband will usually say something to the effect, "Why don't you just call her and tell her how you feel, or why don't why or why do you keep inviting her? It is the same thing every year. Why do you think it would be different?" And so his approach to the situation is very pragmatic, very matter of fact, very 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 uh, goal oriented. Whereas this is not what uh, the this is not the intention with which his wife came into this into this trouble talk, uh, looking to receive. So she is looking to receive empathy. She is looking to receive a, a dialogue with 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 uh, with her partner, a closeness that shows that I hear you, I understand your pain. I feel your frustration, and I am walking through this with you. I am with you in this. But instead, what she gets is something that makes her feel as if he doesn't care. But it's not that he doesn't care. It's just that it's his way of dealing with a problem. And so thus far, we've talked a lot about um, the verbal type of communication that's happening in relationships. Where does the nonverbal come into this? The studies also show that male and female uh, take nonverbal cues differently, or they are not. We are not equal when it when it comes to reading nonverbal cues. Females are much better at reading nonverbal cues, and uh, so if you if you have a situation in which uh, a female comes to her husband and say, honey, what's wrong? She is already picking up on something in his body language that he may not even be aware that he's feeling as yet. So she's realizing that there is something wrong, whereas he's not in touch with his feelings. And so he might say, nothing, nothing is wrong. And she keeps coming back. Are you sure? Are you sure nothing is wrong? And then he says, you're, you're nagging me, you're annoying me, and he gets angry. And the, even the fact that he's getting angry <laughs> is showing that there is something wrong and that he's not, he's not dealing with. So he's not aware, he's not in touch with his emotion. And the female uh, partner, who is much more sensitive, picks up on nonverbal cues much easier, is, is cueing into it and, and, and is asking him about his feelings. And so this creates a situation where the man might feel as if he's been nagged. But if we flip that coin around the other way, where now it's the it's the the female partner who is hurting who is having a bad day and she's going around and she's aware of what she's feeling inside and she's thinking my husband knows that I am not feeling okay. He can read my nonverbal cues. And so that's an assumption. What she's assuming there is that ah he must be as good as reading nonverbal cues as I am. And so this is a, a very uh, a tricky area in relationship. So for females, it's very important to understand that your partner is not as good 
as picking up on nonverbal cues as you are. And so when you're feeling that he doesn't care because you have been going around the house all day, obviously sad, and he should have picked up on it, he might not have picked up on that at all. And so you're reading into that, he doesn't care about my needs, he doesn't, he's not concerned that I am hurting, but that might not be the case. The, 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 the research shows that men just does not pick up on nonverbal cues. If you have just joined us, you're listening to the Life Transformation Radio Show. This is your host, Michael Hart of Elam Counseling Services, and with me in studio today is my co-host, Melissa Waggot, and we're discussing the very important topic of understanding communication challenges. If you are not familiar with Elam Counseling Services, you can find out more about us by going to www.elamcounselingministry.com. Elam is spelled E-L-I-M, counseling with two L's, ministry.com. You can also get in touch with us the old-fashioned way. That's by phone at 1-877-544-3546. So we just finished talking about how a women sometimes feel that they're projecting these emotions and their partner may not be picking it up. And it makes me think of something where some women will complain, well, my girlfriends understand me more than my husband. And I think maybe sometimes it is to that nonverbal bit where your girlfriends may be picking up on you're so moody or you're having a challenging day and your spouse isn't. And when you bring it up with them, they're like, how it's so obvious. How could he not know? Yes. But I think it's a really good point that you bring up that it's, they just may not have as strong a skill set right. as female. And, and then they gang up on the poor guy and start saying, oh, maybe he doesn't love you. Maybe he doesn't care. If he cares, and he would be acting like that. When in truth and in fact, your husband is just not wired the same way as your as your girlfriend's. He's not going to be able to pick up on things as easily as your girlfriend is. He's not going to uh, have the have the same approach to problem solving that your your girlfriend does, and so it might create for a uh, uh, challenging times in the relationship. And so it's it's going to be important to understand these male and female differences because it can give you these differences understanding of these differences can give you a much different outlook on the problem so how do men and women approach talking about relationships differently this is a very important area as well and a, a very a pro, a area of a lot of problems in relationship because when we try to talk about relationship, we have different mindset going into it. The man is approaching it more from a, a practical uh, practical standpoint where it, it's kind of like he's saying, if it's not broken, don't fix it. Whereas a woman comes into a talk about relationship thinking, it's not broken yet, but I want to fix it before it's broken. Or it could be better. We are growing apart. Or I'm feeling distant. I'm feeling as if we are not emotionally close. Whereas to the guy, it's like things are wonderful. 
right? We are we are so much in love, you know, everything is great. And you know, so this this uh point came across very strongly in in a in a couples group that we had uh some time ago where we had the partners, there were several couples there and we had the, we went around the table and we had each partner talk about their relationship and the guy what the, the the male in the relationship in one of the the couples relationship spoke first and he says my relationship is wonderful, you know, we pray three times a day, you know, we have regular intercourse, everything is great. And then it came around to the female and she just burst out in tears, right? Because she realized that there were things in the relationship that were making her unhappy that he was not queuing queuing into that he didn't think was broken, but for her, it was leading to the point of being broken. So how do we begin to bridge that gap then when like in that couples group, how do you begin to bridge that gap between that woman who's in tears and the man who's like, everything is awesome. Like the, the, the car has not fully broken down on the highway yet. Like we're driving along fine. We may be going slower than we were, but we're still moving. Yes. How do you bridge that gap? I think it's important to be sensitive in a relationship uh, as the word it, the word relate is at the root of the word relationship. It's important to be sensitive to the other person's feelings. And I think both parties needs to be, be sensitive. So if you're in a relationship and as a male, you know, things are great for you and your partner is say, saying, I feel we are growing apart. I think even though it goes against your nature as a guy who feels it's not broken, it's it, it's not broken, so why talk about it? It's very important for you to give, let your partner talk and listen to what your partner has to say and be sensitive to what is to what is going on. So there's this verse in 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 first Corinthians sorry in Philippians chapter two in Philippians chapter two that says we are not to look to our own interest but each of you to the interest of the other. And I think this verse in Philippians is telling us that when it comes to male and female differences, you can't relate the way that you would to your your guy friends. If your if your partner is hurting and is saying, I am unhappy, it's important to pay attention to that. Unfortunately, many men keep pushing their partner away, keep saying, oh, there is no problem, it's not as bad as you think it is. And by so doing, the hurt is just growing and becoming more more painful. And eventually it comes to a point, a breaking point, where one day the partner picks up and leave because they have been screaming for help. They have been saying, I am in pain, and, and, and the husband was not paying attention. So what other trouble areas were seen in this book in terms of how men and women communicate with each other? A fourth trouble area is in sharing information, how we share information, information with each other. Uh, masculine speech, as we said before, tends to be goal-oriented. And so when when we are sharing information as men, generally speaking, we tend to just want to get the main points across. So if you come through the, the door at the end of the day and your partner says to you as a guy, how was your day? To you, you get to the point, right? The answer is my day was wonderful or I had a 
terrible day today. It wasn't so great. And end of conversation. Whereas if you ask uh, the spouse, the female spouse in this case, the same question, how was your day? She will tell you about the taste of the coffee at lunch, how it wasn't good, the, the, the meal that wasn't good at lunch. She'll talk about the conversation at the water cooler. She'll talk about the smell in the office. She'll talk about how someone made her feel. And she'll get into all, in touch with all of her senses in talking about that, that, uh, are talking about her day. And so we share information differently. And so women in, in sharing their information, they, they're, they're, they're more interested in the relationship, in the social aspect of communication, where for a man, it's more about getting to the facts. And so it's important to understand that this difference exists and to say, how can we step into each other's shoe a little bit right there, right? Maybe my husband is never going to become like me or like my girlfriends and tell me about the taste of the coffee and the smell, the smell in the office. But maybe he can give me a bit more information than just saying my day was good. Mm -hmm. And and it's to make sure that you're understanding your partner's not doing it to hurt you or to be closed off. I know this happened in my relationship when we first got married. Hey, babe, how was your day? Fine. And I would have had this monologue. And at first it was like, there has to be more than that. So I'd nag and I'd nag and I'd nag, which would cause frustration. But we've since met in the middle, as you say, where it's trying to get a little bit more information, but also respecting that that's just a difference. Yes, yes. And I think, as I said, step into each other's shoes. Realize that for a man, it's going to be boring to have, you know, a half hour conversation about his day because the day for him, it's done. It's finished with, right? I have, a, I have conquered the day and it's over. You know, like a, a it's kind of like you go hunting, right? And you, <laughs> you, you, you hunted for that, for that, uh, meal and you now have that and so you don't spend your time talking about oh this is so beautiful look at the color of the fur you know oh it smells so nice it's so a guy it's over the hunt is over right whereas for a woman it's not it's not the same she'd be like oh poor thing look at this little beautiful thing and then the counter is true too as well though when your your wife is saying telling that monologue in the story like we talked about earlier, it's not for you to fix the aspects of the day that frustrate her. Yes. It's just so that she can build that relationship and that bond with you. Absolutely. So it's about building closeness, about bonding. And so it's important for guys to understand that they need to step out of this one word answer and give some details that make that creates bond and, and, and create a sense of togetherness. Let her into your world a little bit because she wants to be a part of it. She wants to feel like she's at work with you. And so if you don't tell her anything about it, she feels closed off. She feels as if there is this area of her life that's shut off. So with the time we have left, Michael, what would you like to share with the listeners about how we as men and women can communicate better with each other? I think it's it's very important to understand first of all that these differences exist. Understand that your partner is not uncaring, unloving, or selfish just by being different. So I think that's the first starting point. I think the second thing I'd like to say is that having understand that, you should realize that communication is going to be difficult. And this is where we need to look at the principles that are laid down in First Corinthians chapter thirteen, where it talks about love being long-suffering. 
So instead of becoming frustrated and giving up on your relationship, long-suffering in this sense means that you understand that these differences exist and it might never be totally your way. Right, but you want to have some kind of common middle ground. And I think that as couples, we should work to achieve that middle ground, to become a little more like each other. Right, instead of saying, Oh, I am just a male, I'm gonna be like this, or you know, I, I am a female, so my, my partner should be exactly like my girlfriends, or oh I am. There needs to be this realistic expectation that we place on relationship and meet in the the middle ground. So Corinthians tell us that love is also not self-seeking. And not being self-seeking in this sense means being mindful of the other person. On that note, we have come to the end of today's show. If you missed the first part of the show, you can find it on our website at elmcounselingministry.com or you can call us for more information at one 544 3546 Until next time, this is Michael Hart of Elim Counseling Services, praying that God would bless you in all your relationships and keep you sound in mind and pure in heart.